Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Sarah. And we're sisters who just so happen to be best friends. We're here to unpack all of the unexpected moments that come with early adulthood and hope to uncover a more meaningful life, one conversation and cup of coffee at a time. This is Mocha's In The Meantime. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today to Mocha's In The Meantime. This is Sarah. And Rachel. And we're really excited for all of you to be joining us today for our first remote podcasting session. Yeah. Yeah. So to give some context, me and Sarah, you know, have been recording together, living together, like the entire time this podcast has been happening, Mm -hmm. except for like a very brief, like two weeks that Sarah was in Seattle. But now she is back in the Pacific Northwest for school. Yeah, so it's definitely kind of um, an interesting experience to be doing this remotely via Zoom, but I think it's also kind of nice to to see you because it's been like a few weeks now since I've gotten back. I know. So, yeah. 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 How do you feel being back in a different place? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far things have been going pretty well. I feel like I've been adjusting back to my life here and... One thing I really love about the Pacific Northwest is there's just beautiful plants and like lush wildlife everywhere. (laughs) Um, And so my neighborhood in particular has like beautiful cherry blossom trees and like moss everywhere and succulents that grow in my front yard. Um, And Mm. so I think that's been my favorite part of being back here in the spring. So that's been bringing me a lot of joy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's exciting that you finally have some in-person school mm-hmm. and like internship stuff yeah for coming sure. in the future yeah <laughs> yeah but um we'll see how this remote podcasting goes I think it's going to be great um and we also just wanted to bring up the point that um we know we've been a little bit distant with some of our <sighs> podcasting goals yeah <laughs> just a little um, MIA <laughs> yeah especially with our blog and so we just wanted to kind of be transparent about that and say like we really do have the best of intentions to get kind of back at it and get mm-hmm. the blog going more in full force yeah um, for sure yeah Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of life things happening at the beginning of the year and then you moving back to Seattle and figuring out new scheduling. So I think now I feel like we're kind of settling into a new routine. So I think that'll help us keep on track with like posting more on social media and like more blogging for sure. Like we want to stick to the every other week schedule. We kind of fell off that. Um, So I think just... Yeah, we really are excited to just be super disciplined and committed to delivering the content that we want to give you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also want to ask for any ideas for topics. Um, yeah, for sure. If, if anybody has ideas that um, we could talk about potentially on the podcast, it'd be really helpful as we brainstorm for like upcoming episodes and seasons. Um, we'll probably have some sort of platform to do that maybe like on instagram we'll have a poll or something but just if there's anything you think that is relevant to our topic of young adulthood navigating life um in this period of time we would just love to hear (laughs) yeah um, any ideas yeah 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 so i think we're just ready to hit the ground running and really get that content out that we're excited about um after kind of being just slightly less active over the past couple of months Yeah, totally. 
to get into today's material, um, Rach and I were really hoping to just kind of have an open and fun conversation about jobs that we've had um, over our lifetimes, just because I think as young adults and maybe even like teenagers, a lot of us have had job experiences that have contributed to our own personal development and who we are and our own like professional preparedness as well. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to to unpack some of our favorite stories and lessons learned, I think, from jobs that we've held. Yeah, I think in general, there's so much that could be pulled from any job that you have over a lifetime, um, even the most random jobs that you don't think maybe will help you in the future they kind of can end up being a great experience meeting people or learning life lessons even if it doesn't apply to your exact career path so I think we're gonna just kind of talk about some of our jobs and I don't know just reflect on them and maybe just the takeaways that we have about certain fields of jobs and yeah Yeah, because I think that there's a lot of fun stories we've both accumulated, but (laughs) um, and and also in addition to that, just like like you're saying, takeaways and things that we've been able to carry forward after being finished with a certain job, even jobs that I really didn't enjoy. I can I can always look back and think about what helped me grow when I was in those jobs, maybe people I met, etc. So I think I mean, sometimes with time you get more like of a positive outlook on a job, whereas when you're in it, it's not as fun or (laughs) um, rosy as you might remember it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So do you want to start, Rach, and just talk about your first job that you ever had? Yeah, I think the very first job that I ever had where it was like an actual licensed job, it wasn't like a random experience where I got like 20 bucks to do something you know oh what, yeah yeah because I I've done a lot some random like yard jobs and like babysat a couple of times but nothing that much mm. um but the very first real job that I ever had was at the AMC movie theater <laughs> Yeah, which I feel like is a very quintessential first job is like a movie theater job. I don't know. I just think of Drake and Josh, like going to the theater. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah, like making popcorn, that kind of vibe. So cleaning the bathrooms and stuff. Yeah. So I had that. It was a summer around the beginning of college time. And Mm -hmm. it was about three months long or so. Um, and yeah, I did concessions sometimes. Sometimes I did the ushering where I would clean the movie theaters. And then other times I did like the ticket greeter. So I would just rip off the tickets. <laughs> that was the best job. It was super easy. You just stood there and ripped it off. Um, and yeah, I'd say overall it was definitely a learning experience of a job I feel like I had to do a lot of tasks that were not the most glamorous (laughs) that weren't you know something I might want to have again but I think it did teach me a lot and um, I don't know I've definitely accumulated some funny stories from the job itself (laughs) well what about you Sarah Yeah. So like you said, I had a couple of babysitting gigs and things like that that were just like one time payments. But my first like real position was as an assistant teacher at our temple, actually. And so 
I believe I worked there for like two years, but I would just come in earlier and help the second grade and third graders um, go through their like Sunday Judaics classes. Um, And it was really fun. I got to like talk with the kids, participate in some of the crafts and like lead some of the activities that we did. Um, We had song time. So I would always help with that because I'm a singer. Um, And we were always me and my my good friend who were also who was also teaching would always be like the most enthusiastic participants. <laughs> so the kids found that funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was very low paying, but it was a nice way to get more involved, I think, with people at the at the temple. Yeah, it sounds like your job was more of like a in a community setting, like through just this single entity. Whereas my first job I feel like was very the stereotypical like very corporation-y where I had to go through these specific modules to train for it and like yeah you know what I mean like it very was very different it was a little more structured as far as like the protocol whereas your job was more of a yeah yeah it was know. like a very casual once a week yeah. gig and there weren't really specific expectations it was more so just like oh show up and then your teacher will give you assignments and I like knew the teacher mm-hmm. well so it was just kind of like very casual and fun and yeah. a way to make some extra money like when I was in high school. Nice. Yeah. yeah. When you worked at AMC, I remember you coming home with like funny stories. Do you have any <laughs> that you want to share with people? Ooh. Honestly, I'm trying to think. I feel like AMC was a time, you know? <laughs> I think the biggest perk of the job was definitely the free movies. I forgot to mention that was oh. like amazing, honestly, like completely free movies and I could bring one friend at any time any AMC Mm -hmm. location so I think that was like definitely the perk that was helpful but I think the job itself definitely you know had some very weird tasks you know I think the first (laughs) story that kind of encompasses some of the less glamorous side of the job was that on the very first day I worked there they had me clean up throw up Oh. In the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like that was like an interesting start to the job. Of like, whoa, okay, I got to just suck it up and do some cleaning tasks that are not fun. Um, did you have to use that powder? I did, yeah. And <laughs> I just had never had to clean up someone else's <laughs> So I think that was definitely like, whoa. Um, actually, funnily enough, though, that was the first and only time I had to the whole time I worked there. So it was just like a bad first impression, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that was kind of funny. Like, oh, OK, first job, first shift of a job ever is this. OK. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's quite a way to start but, out. <laughs> yeah. I think, mm-hmm. though, the, there were some funny coworkers I had, some, like, funny bosses. I feel like any sort of service job or, like, job working with the public, there's always this sort of culture of, like, kind of, like, different gossips happening or, like, different customers that everyone talks about. Like, there's sort of, mm-hmm. like, the hot gossip of what's happening on the job. Yeah, that's actually um, so true. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, and I I experienced that in other places I worked similar, but I feel like AMC kind of had that vibe. Um, And yeah, I'd say funny stories. 
I guess the craziest thing that happened to me at AMC was that um, a man accused me of stealing his money <laughs> when, I, oh, yeah. when I was working. I, I can't believe this. So yeah, I was doing this transaction with a man who was definitely an older guy, like probably in his 80s, maybe. And he was just by himself getting popcorn. <laughs> and after charging him the money, like, he kind of like was taking a while, like counting it or like getting his wallet figured out. So I, while waiting for him to count, get his money going, I just ran over and got his popcorn. And when I came back, I was like, all right, so it's going to be this amount. And he's like, I already gave you my money. And I was like, <laughs> wait a sec, what? I did not take your money. Like, I was going to get your popcorn. And he's like, no, I saw you put it in the cash register. That's like <laughs> verbatim. He told me I put his $20 bill in the cash register and he saw me do it. And I was like, sir, like, I do not have your money. <laughs> Wait, was the $20 out of sight? There was no money. Like, he said that he put it on the counter and that I took it. But he had not gotten the money out when I left to fill his popcorn. So I was like, okay, let me look around. Like, maybe it fell on the ground. And he's like, okay. Like, he was all rude about it. And then he ended up, I was so flustered because I was like, what if somehow I did do this? Like, I started mm -hmm. to question myself I'm like did I like did I put it away and forget but it's like no <laughs> I don't think I did because in order if I were to put it away I would have had to type in the amount that he gave me and it would have given me the change on the cash register screen and that wasn't on there so I know I didn't do it so I just kept saying I did not take it like I'm so sorry if you're maybe it fell and then after that back and forth finally he just paid and was like really rude about it and left and I mm. think I was super shook and kind of shaken up after that mm. um and I think that experience kind of was it taught you that sometimes things happen in kind of the service industry where customers are just really rude or they take out some sort of anger on you and I don't know with that man if he was trying to get free popcorn <laughs> or maybe he truly thought he gave it to me because yeah. maybe he got confused for some reason i i don't know but it's a mystery that probably, will never be solved yeah i'm just relieved <laughs> in a way that he left and like he didn't make me get a manager to like count the money like that would have been so stressful but Mm. Yeah, I promise if you're listening, man, I did not take your money like <laughs> years and years ago. That $20 was never taken. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that would shake me up too. Like mm -hmm. a lot. Like I'd be or I'd be second guessing. I don't know what his vibe was if it was he knew he was accusing me of something I didn't do or if he truly somehow thought I did that. Yeah, It was hard to say if he was lying or not, but mm. whatever. Maybe he thought I was just that teen that would, like, steal someone, like, slip the money in my pocket or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like my first job doesn't have as many, like, stories attached to it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it wasn't. That makes sense because it wasn't like you had to deal with just the public of random people or something yeah. which I think is where you get 
the most interesting stories. <laughs> yeah, I feel like experiences I've had more in the service industry, like in baristaing or like food service kind of environments, I've gotten more of those kind of fun yeah. stories attached. <laughs> but one thing that you said that really resonated with me was kind of the thick skin idea that you mm-hmm. maybe adjust to once you've had jobs like that because I think I'm a pretty sensitive person I don't know if you do you consider yourself kind of sensitive too I feel like you do yeah I think I am pretty sensitive I think for me it's when I know I didn't do something wrong it's like I know that I'm like I'm not sensitive in the way that if they yell at me I'm like oh I'm a horrible worker it's more I get mad that they were mean to me you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that like, make sense? Yeah, like, that's relatable. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I'm not sensitive in the sense that if they get mad and I know I didn't do something wrong, I don't feel like, oh, I'm this horrible worker and like, I am bad at my job. It's, I don't know. I think sometimes when people do that, it makes me question my abilities as a worker. But like, I think with time, it's gotten easier to just be like, no, that's their own. That's their own journey. They're obviously hurting if they're hurting other people for no reason. You know what I mean? But like, I think being in positions like that helps you learn that ability, especially as a sensitive person. It took me a really long time to kind of get more to that point. Um, And my jobs that I had that were more service oriented were not really the clientele were usually really kind. Like, yeah, I have very good. rare experiences of, like, rude customers. There were a few, of course. But Where like, did you work for service? Was it – so you were a barista? I was a barista, like, a, at a couple different places. Um, I worked at a camp kitchen, which is, like, kind of – kind of like that because it's food service, but it's with more yeah. of a, a designated group of people. But they did shift each week. That was actually a really interesting job because – I was making special diet foods for it was a camp for kids and adults with special needs. So some of the campers had like really specific dietary needs and like specifications. And so I feel like that was another experience where I learned the not the hard way, but kind of like upfront that people if they don't like what you serve, they will tell you, especially if it's something that is super specific. Like, cause I blended mm. a lot of foods for people, for example, like made like a, like a meal, like a, you know, like a burger, for example, and then like would blend it for people who needed a blender or like a, pu- a pureed diet. And if mm. people didn't like it, because it's already probably really hard to find flavors that taste good in liquid form, like people yeah. would be really adamantly like, I hate this. I want something else. And so- wow. And I think that would be hard for me to accept or something, especially with cooking in a way. I feel like I'd be like, wow, that's like, woof. Or like kids who were picky eaters. Like there were a lot of campers who were, I mean, a lot of kids are picky eaters, but I'd never really like catered to kids before. So, Mm -hmm. and they're kids. So I don't, it wasn't like I took it personally, but it was more so like if a kid was like, I don't like this, I'd kind of feel like, oh no, I messed up. I have to like remake this or I'd get stressed about the kids liking the food because I wanted them to have a good camp experience I didn't want to like ruin their meal um but I think that kind of brutal yeah kids are so honest because I mean in a way it's kind of refreshing compared to the rest of the population because I feel like a lot of people are passive aggressive or they're like they don't really tell you how they're feeling but but yeah it was just 
it was an interesting experience to like help develop a thicker skin. I think by the end of camp, I was more confident in my abilities to prepare foods that were based on like specific dietary restrictions. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It was definitely an interesting place to work. Yeah, I think I worked in the restaurant industry um, for a summer. I was a hostess or host at Chili's. Chili's. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Chili's, everyone. <laughs> um, you know, that vine was my life for the summer. Um, <laughs> and I definitely <laughs> echo that, that in that service industry world, there's definitely people that have very strong opinions when it comes to their food or being served quickly or where they're seated yeah (laughs) seating options um so yeah I think being a host was definitely it wasn't my favorite job in the moment but I think I did learn so much about how restaurants work and it's given me so much more compassion for restaurant workers because you just know how it is once you work there and I can't even say I've been a waitress so and I think that you get even more um, stressful customer interactions with that job. But I think I just have a lot more like empathy for knowing how much work goes into running this restaurant. And most of the time when there are problems, it is not the fault of whoever you talk to. (laughs) It's usually just like the kitchen is slow or the manager sucks and doesn't know how to, you know, we'll cut people too early. And so then we're understaffed or, you know, there's so many factors that go into why the service might be slower or why your food might be wrong. Um, and so I think it just reminded me, I've never been rude to waiters that always bothered me my whole life. Like I hate when people would be rude to restaurant staff, but I think I'm like even extra, extra nice now that I know kind of more of the ins and outs and just tipping well every time like never skimping unless it was like horrible like they were mean to you but you know just Mm -hmm. knowing how much tips are important how much goes into it I think was really beneficial um yeah at Chili's (laughs) I feel like that's such a common thing that because you're the face you're like the the messenger as a waiter yeah you are the one who suffers and like that's just such a problem, especially because wages are lower um, in restaurants to account for tips. So, yeah, yeah I feel like that's sure. something I've never personally been a waitress, but I know people who have highlighted just how important those tips are. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And like even just hosting, I feel like if it was busy or something and we were on a wait, it was like I was the one sitting there that they could be like, it's taking forever, but it's like, I can't control this in the slightest, you know? Yeah, so I like think it's not part of your role. Yeah. So I think that taught me a lot about <laughs> just being really nice to hosts and waitresses, like waiters, they appreciate it. Um, it can make your day. I think when someone takes that extra step to be really nice and just thank you or whatever it may be. And yeah. I say, Luckily, even though I did have some really 
rude customers a few times. I would say like 90%, 95% of the time, everyone was really great. But it is those like 5 to 10% of customers that really can, I think, <laughs> shake yeah. you to the core. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying have- to be negative in this episode, but I think there are just so many weird experiences you have to put up with in many of these customer service service jobs that we're talking about do you have a specific example from Chili's that you're thinking of right now (laughs) I have a few Chili's stories um I think there's there's like three stories that have like three interactions that I will always remember of just like so intense you know (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> or like just like I can't believe this happened kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. I have like a few. I, I want to you should you should share them. Okay. The first story I have was um it was this woman <laughs> and she just came in. Um you know, we were on a wait cuz it was like a Friday night peak time, you know. And she finally got seated and she kind of did have to wait a while. It was like 30 minutes maybe. And she was just with her son or something who's like an adult. (laughs) And like she was a bit older and we sat, I sat her in a booth in the back and she ended up, unfortunately for her, um, the waiter that had her also had a party of like 20. So Mm. he was just swamped. And so he didn't, ignore her but he took a little bit longer to get to her I don't I don't remember if he had already seen her once or if he just hadn't come yet but she just marches over to me (laughs) at the very front of the restaurant like she walked like across the entire restaurant and was like my waiter is horrible he will not come I need you to move me like I'm hungry (laughs) I just have this memory of her just keeping keep repeating herself I am hungry (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so I was like I'm so sorry ma'am like do you want me to move you in a different section she's like I don't care I'm just need food <laughs> like she just was so hungry I guess Oh, maybe she was really maybe she had a bad day <laughs> it was just like funny or something because she wasn't just saying like the service sucks she just kept being like I want my food like she just was so hungry she could <laughs> she was just so hangry maybe that she had yeah. to like throw a fit and I just remember the bartender literally um um was on his little microphone that we all had and he was like manager there's a woman throwing a tantrum screaming at the host right now you need to just come up here and help (laughs) deal with this I was more so almost laughing at this situation but it also is just like if I was having a horrible day or was really really sensitive or something that could have set someone off but luckily Mm -hmm. it didn't for me but I think that's something to be mindful of and I had some really nice um customers that were like I don't know what that lady's problem is like I worked as a (laughs) as a waiter like that's no way to treat people like so I think a lot of people redeem themselves yeah Yeah. so I think it shows the best and worst at the restaurants for sure because you have some amazing customers too that are just really nice and um yeah (laughs) that's one story 
Yeah. So I remember when I was working as a barista, like there were less of those kind of customer outbursts. It was more so just like snide comments or people complaining about their drinks, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And that wasn't even that common, luckily, where I was. But um, yeah. Like, I worked in two different shops, and I never had, like, a horrible interaction. But I remember there was this one person right when I started working as a barista, and I had just learned how to steam milk. And, like, steaming milk is actually quite a process to learn. I mean, some people don't think it's a big deal, but at the place I worked, they were super adamant about, like, um, prepping you to know how to steam, like, a cappuccino versus a latte versus a cortado. Like, it's all kind of different amounts of foam that you create while you're steaming. And so... Anyways, um, this woman got like a no foam skim latte or something. And skim milk is really hard to like not have foam on. So and it was my first time steaming. So I didn't realize that I, I should have just like scooped off that layer. And then she was like, she got it. And I was like, hey, like, sorry, if there's too much foam, like, let me know what you think. And I'm happy to remake it. And so she just looked at it and looked at me and was like, this place isn't what it used to be. And then stormed out. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and I got really upset. Like, I, I kind of started crying because it was like Aww. one of my first experiences, like, at that job. And I felt like I was failing. But um, yeah, that's yeah, what I, yeah. <laughs> but I would I also, be very upset. <laughs> but also on the same vein, like, I guess as a learning experience, my manager, I told him about it and I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like I was apologizing a lot. And uh-huh. he was like, he was like, it's okay. Like next time something like that happens, especially as a new person, just say you're new. Like that's okay. And I feel like that was a good learning experience for me because I've used that later on. Like if, if I'm a little confused or it takes me a minute longer to do things, I'd often just be like, oh, hey, thanks for your patience. I'm new. And yeah. like, I've used that quite a bit in jobs and I've, and I feel like it maybe takes a little bit of the edge off because you're mm-hmm. just being more transparent about where you're at with the process of training so that they don't think that you're just incompetent. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it doesn't matter what they think of you, but I think that was a great tip. Like, I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, like, you're right. And so I use that other times, um, like being slow at the cash register, for example, or like, you know, um, or helping customers like in a retail job I had, if I didn't know where things were, I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm new. Hold on a moment. Let me grab someone who knows this better, you know? Um, so then you don't feel quite as stressed or something. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, again, I think it's the difference of when customers affect you for me has been if I was already insecure or new or not sure what to do, and then they got mad, it would be more like, upsetting whereas if I knew that I didn't do anything wrong and I was doing what I should have been doing and then they get mad it's kind of like okay well that's your problem so I can see why you'd get upset knowing that you didn't feel super confident yet making the drink and then they say that it's more like oh I'm not doing a good job or something yeah totally but like I think the redeeming factor with that job and just being a barista, I think, in general, is that you often have really loyal customer, yeah, um, a cu- really loyal customer base. Like, I feel like I got so close with several random customers who would come in, like, every day or every week or whatever, and I would know their drinks and have little chats with them. So, overall, I'd say the the experience with the public was very positive. You know, this is also reminding me of something we could talk about, too, which is, like, how to deal with like management in these kinds of jobs if you don't Mm. vibe with the managers or if there's a problematic person in power 
because that is an experience I had too. Um, But do you have any like ideas for how to how to manage that in this kind of like customer service role? Because there are there's usually a lot of hierarchy. I feel like in these (laughs) jobs. I think my problem that I'm trying to work on myself is that I'm very um, I'm a rule follower, you know, which that's not a bad thing. But I think sometimes I am very worried about authority figures liking me or thinking I'm doing a good job. So even yeah, so even if somebody I feel like isn't doing something right or isn't being a good boss or like is doing something wrong, I feel like it's hard for me to speak out against someone if they're higher up in power to me. Mm-hmm. I think whereas other people I know, they're very comfortable kind of asserting their needs more and saying like that's not right or something. Um even doing it in a respectful way, not in a way that's like super rude or like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's always been hard for me to kind of know the line of where I can assert myself versus it being me, you know, not being respectful. So I think I'm usually Mm -hmm. erring on the side of like, if I'm annoyed, I kind of just keep it in and like, just let it out later. So I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of good advice, I feel like for how to navigate it by talking to them, because that's something I'm working on myself. I don't know. How do you I feel like we're both similar in that way that authority (laughs) is kind of like, I feel kind of scared to speak out. Yeah, no, I can definitely relate to everything you're saying. And I think that I've accumulated enough experiences where, like, me and the boss were on great terms, but, like, I had some serious, like, issues with how they were doing things. And they so, didn't know. And they didn't probably. know because I think I was so concerned with upholding my image of being, like, a good employee mm-hmm. and not stirring the pot but I think looking back, there were some times where things were really wrong that were happening um, in some of my jobs that I had, and I knew it, but I was just too nervous to like assert myself and go to a higher manager or something, um, mm. or where people would ask me to do things that I knew were not allowed. Like I had this one really? experience. Um, I'm not gonna say like where, but I was with a manager and. They wanted me to clock out, but then stay to finish things so that they wouldn't look like they stayed too oh, late. And so, heck no. And so I wasn't going to get paid for that like last 30 minutes to an hour that I spent cleaning mm. stuff. Um, and I think nowadays I would have done something about it, but this was years ago. Um, oh, and I just. That's so wrong. Yeah. And so I got, you know, to cover them, I did extra work without pay. And then, um, like they looked like they were doing their job better because we were able to get out on time whereas if we had stayed longer it would have maybe looked like they weren't as efficient at their job so that was like that's an example of a a time where I was kind of like this feels really wrong because I think if they knew that that happened they would not have let that person get away with it and I should have spoken out yeah I think that's that's good insight though for the future at least of like looking back on these jobs and being like wait a sec this wasn't right. And now I know for the future. I think I've luckily haven't had that many bosses and management that I didn't vibe with. Like, honestly, most of my bosses have been either great or just like neutral. Like, you know, we got along fine. I did have more recently an experience with a boss that 
Um, I won't say where it was again. If it's anything like negative about it, I won't say the name, but um, this boss, the problem that I had was that they were not um, at all following the protocols for COVID, <laughs> um, like taking off their mask really close to me, not wiping down the counters that we are supposed to wipe down and like spraying things like we are supposed to spray the um, like the pin pad every single time a customer left and came in, like every mm. new exchange, we were supposed to spray it down for our customers to feel safer. And they just did not do that. And so I think that was something that was really hard because um, I felt like I didn't know how to assert myself in that situation because um, mm. it was kind of a safety feeling of like, I don't feel like comfortable around this person but at mm. the same time, this person kind of openly made comments that were like, COVID is stupid. Like, I don't know why I have to wear this mask. Like those kinds of comments that are kind of yeah. like set the tone that made it really hard to want to, to feel comfortable speaking out because I didn't know if they would really respect it. So mm-hmm. I think that was like the hardest management experience I've had. And it's just looking back, I feel like I wish I could have been more assertive, but in the moment it was just really stressful and it felt like easier to just kind of not work for them anymore. And that job, actually the entire store went out of business, so I couldn't work there anymore. But yeah, it was like weird timing that as I was leaving, the store closed down, but (laughs) Basically, long story short, I've had those experiences where it feels hard to speak out, especially when they're the highest level of power that you know, because they did have a boss, but I didn't even know them because they were like the district manager for these this chain of stores. So, yeah. And like this is reminding me, too, of that chat we had with Amelia, like the fashion industry episode. I think that was was that the last episode or two episodes ago, I think, Mm -hmm. where like after some time you have to just kind of accumulate the courage and experience. Maybe it's like you're right as an employee to advocate for your needs and like your rights. Um, And so I feel like that's it reminds me of stuff that she said where she at first kind of didn't voice her concerns or her discomfort. And then after a little bit of time and experience she was able to say no like I deserve better I deserve this I think it's jobs like in the customer service realm and just any job that you've had I think it teaches you about the importance of advocating for yourself and what you need and I think I definitely have had trouble in the past with that and currently still it's really hard for me to like speak out and be like this is what I need but even I've made some small strides in my current job. Um, I'm a copywriter. And so there's been occasions where I felt super overwhelmed. Like I wasn't, um, I didn't have enough time or I felt just like I am stressed. And I even just reached out and was like, hey, is there any way you could push this deadline? I'm a little bit swamped. And even though that sounds so simple, I was so nervous to do it because I didn't want them to think, oh, they're incompetent they're not working quick enough they're whatever and usually they were just like oh yeah like it was so easy and they probably didn't even care so I think Hmm. if you just ask for a small thing in a workplace unless they're a really bad person they usually will listen and if they can't grant it they they won't be mad you know and usually they will just let you Yeah. yeah or even just 
yeah, if you really need to leave early or something, just asking instead of being like, oh my God, they're going to hate me and think I'm terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously I think it's, you know, you shouldn't ask for a million things every second, but here and there, if you feel like there's something that's not that you need, just asking. Yeah. I don't know. I think also to switch gears from this service industry conversation, there's also been a considerable amount of time we've spent in like college environments too and like jobs on campus, which I think is kind of its mm-hmm. own animal. Like it's kind of a, a different, different world. <laughs> yeah. And like um for me, I had the same job like all four years actually and as a tour guide on campus. And that was probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. It was so fun. Yeah. Um it sounds and, fun. I I didn't get a, I didn't get the job when I applied to be a tour guide at my school. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Um, I feel like it was a really good way to practice my skills of like um, presenting and being in front yeah. of an audience because you are essentially performing for like a group of people. For me, it was like twice a week I would give a tour, and those are two prospective families, right? Yeah, like families who are visiting campus would sign up for a tour slot. And yeah, there was definitely quite an array too of like tour group sizes. Sometimes I would lead like one family, you know, like a parent and their child or their teen. Other times it would be like 50 people and I'd have a microphone and like a speaker. Like it just really depended on the day and like the event. Yeah, there were some times where I was leading groups so big that I like couldn't see the people in the back of the group because it was just so big. Um, And I was like screaming sometimes because the microphones were really bad and they would like die during it. (laughs) So I'd have to like scream. Um, But yeah, I would say that was just I learned quite a lot on that um, during that time. And I think it also is a good opportunity to practice being embarrassed or like practice not being perfect or something because I feel like you know, in college, you're like often sleep deprived or, you know, things happen like in those kinds of tour environments where you're like outside walking backwards. Like once I like literally wiped out and like, <laughs> like I was walking backwards and I had a flip flops on, which was stupid, but and I walked into a puddle and just like fell and then my flip flop was like missing in the puddle and I had to fish it out. <laughs> what if you never found it? That would be horrible. That would be or like funny. a barefoot tour. Or like one time I I walked into like a pole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like I feel like, like tour guides, yeah. it is a job that like weird things happen. And I also had some kind of like funny interactions with parents. It was mostly parents who just had such like niche questions about like really specific things I'd say that I didn't even really like focus on much. Um like I got questions about bikes. I got questions about bikes that were like so specific. Like <laughs> like like every every location on campus, it was like, will my bike go here? And like just asking so many questions about like bike safety and such. And I was like, and I gave as much information as I had, but there was a point where I was like, you know, I don't personally ride my bike around. I'm sorry, I don't really need to answer. <laughs> oh, that's another that's big funny. lesson from jobs. It's okay to say I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yes. That's a big one that I I can't Mm -hmm. believe I didn't bring that up with like service stuff. A great insight too. I think there's no shame in that like at all. It's honestly better than to lie and make something up and then the customer or the 
parent being like, you were wrong. I looked it up or, you know. Right. And like, I mean, even with when we're talking about campus jobs, like I've also been a TA several times as a grad student. And that's another place where that really comes in handy is like, you really are not going to know everything because there's so much content that the students are learning from a literal PhD person who's like an expert. And so in like smaller sessions, there's no way I would know like the ins and outs of, for sure, you know, like food science, like, (laughs) even though I'm a nutrition (laughs) student, like, so I think that's another place where that showed up. But yeah. yeah. What about you? What were some campus job experiences you had? Yeah, I had two on-campus jobs throughout college. Um, the first one was basically, it was called a CLA section leader. <laughs> and it was basically the College of Liberal Arts um, has this freshman class that every freshman in CLA has to take at you at the school I went to. Um, and it's basically this one credit pass fail online class where they learn about resources on campus and write reflections. And it's kind of just helping them transition into college. And basically my job was to be kind of like the TA of that class. So I would grade their reflections and like give them feedback. And I had to meet with each of my freshmen every semester, like one-on-one in person to just check in with them and see how they're liking campus and if they have questions for me, anything like that. So it was kind of like a TA slash mentorship type of job. Um, Overall, it was like a really fun job because I ended up making some amazing friends and I think that's the beauty of on-campus jobs is that all of your coworkers go to your school usually. And so it's really easy to make friends, I would say. And because you're all living in the same area, it's easy to hang out. And you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think it was a really great way for me to branch out and make new connections at school. So I think that's one of the best parts of a campus job. And I, I had some funny experiences as like a TA role. I feel like some of the students were really funny and I've had a couple of like problem students, I guess you could say that were just really like hated the class and I kind of had to motivate them really intensely to get them (laughs) to pass the class. I had one almost fail, but I'd say overall it was really fun working with freshmen and I kind of enjoy the mentorship role like I get kind of intimidated to be in that role, but it's also kind of cool to feel like you're kind of have this impact on someone um, yeah. or have insight that they don't have yet. I feel like it's fun to kind of have that. So yeah, I did that for my sophomore year. And then I did that my junior year until I studied abroad. So I did it for like a year and a half ish. Um And then my senior year was like my favorite job I think I've ever had so far. So that job was fun. And then my senior year, I had a job as a peer advisor. And so my job was to work in the career center. So for my college, since my, the university of Minnesota is so big, I, they break off, um, career counselors and career centers based on, um, being in liberal arts, in science and business. So I worked for the College of Liberal Arts again um, because that's where my 
my majors were. And I basically worked as an advisor to help students with their resumes and cover letters. So I would meet with drop-in appointments. So I would have drop-in appointments scheduled to me while I was working. And usually I would work for like 15 to up to like 45 minutes sometimes with a student and just kind of go over their current resume, explain to them what should be on a resume, what shouldn't be on a resume Mm -hmm. and kind of like the process of a cover letter, because I think that's really confusing. Um, Even after having that job, I'm still confused sometimes of like the best way to write a good cover letter. Mm -hmm. Um, It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, really liked that job because the coworkers were amazing. Like some of the best co-workers I've ever had I think of any job like I just loved the people there which I think really makes the workplace environment and it was just such a great final job in college and I just really enjoyed it um I feel like I got a lot out of it and I also feel like I was helping students too so Mm -hmm. I think it showed me how much I enjoy um like impacting students and kind of being again sort of like in that mentor role yeah I really liked that job though I didn't have any negative experiences really with students and the career counselors were so nice like I loved that office like everyone was great because you know they're mostly all masters in counseling or in like higher ed so I feel like it attracts like very empathetic like kind people so I felt like it was a very warm welcoming type of office to Mm. be in you know so nice wow yeah yeah I will say also in college I did have a couple of internships um but they were not like affiliated with my school they were other experiences but I feel like that's a whole nother can of worms that we could even do our uh, entire episode on what internships are and how it impacted Mm. us and yeah, <laughs> totally. I feel like that could be its own episode. I don't know. I feel kind of nostalgic about like whenever we talk about college, I get kind of nostalgic about those times in my life, because even though I'm in school now, it's very different when you're in grad school, especially virtually like it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like such a different time. Yeah. I mean, it's been almost a year since I graduated, which is insane. And it just doesn't feel real because it kind of just ended so weirdly with COVID. So it's like looking back, it's kind of like this bittersweet feeling. (laughs) Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. I'd say if you are in college, an on-campus job is really great because um, not only is it conveniently located and where you're probably living or at least commuting for a lot of your day, but they also, I think, are more understanding to your schedule and flexible and having a very part-time hours. Like I just think they're a lot more flexible and understand the student life more. So yeah. And like work study is great. Like there's all these opportunities to help pay for education through jobs on campus too. So I feel like you're right. It's a very good thing to take advantage of if you can. Um, Yeah. And I'm just getting like, it helps you plug more into the campus and have more familiar faces and like staff that you build relationships with because I think especially if you're at a bigger school it's harder sometimes to build really strong relationships with faculty so it was nice having like this office where I can kind of 
build more connections and stuff outside of just classes. Yeah. Wow, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground in this episode. Um, I feel like there's some big takeaways that we've identified like throughout this episode. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for me, when I try to put it into a short, eloquent takeaway, it's kind of like jobs, even if they're not quote unquote like professional full-time positions, can really be used to your advantage. Um, Even if they seem disconnected from like what you are doing in the future, Um, I feel like it's really important to highlight what you've learned from jobs and like, you know, if there's relationships you've fostered, like keep them going. Um, Mm -hmm. You just never really know where this kind of experience will come up again. Um, Even this podcast has come in handy in a recent interview I had. Mm -hmm. Um, Like things like that. um, You just never really know what what people are going to latch on to. Honestly. And yeah, with coworkers and bosses, like you never know who you'll meet, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. I've met or I know people that have met like significant others at work, like as coworkers or again, some of my friends that I made in college that I still talk to to this day, I met through different jobs on campus and yeah, you know, or even like, again, for your future jobs, having like references or good relationships with a, someone that's a superior. Yeah. 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 Is that the word? Yeah. Like like above you in the yeah. hierarchy. Yeah. 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 And like <laughs> you never know too with when you are in a job, you might be able to also make connections depending on like what it is, make connections that will help you get connected to other people like in their network. Um, yeah. Even with something like a service job or like a you know a short-term campus job you just never really know I think it's important to to really like see what you can learn from all those experiences and carry them with you into into other roles even for you like when you were applying to a new coffee shop because the new owner knew your old coffee shop owners like it was like an immediate being like oh I worked at this coffee shop and like they already it kind of helped you get the job. So yeah, you never know who will know who in the future. And right. Yeah. And I think, and I think again, just what we were saying earlier, like, I think you learn a lot about the best and worst of people in those service jobs. And it helps you, um, I think just navigate different personalities and navigate, conflict really well especially in like service jobs if there are really disgruntled people or (laughs) something (laughs) even though in the moment it was hard now it's kind of like either a learning experience or a funny story so I think totally keeping that in mind I think it also helped me understand like how I could support other people but also have my own agenda within the team you know what I mean like I could kind of take responsibility for certain things and lean on people for others like that's something that will yeah in most jobs unless you work remote or you know maybe you work on your I mean some jobs are more independent but like I think I see myself working in more of like a team environment and those Mm -hmm. those jobs I've had have helped me a lot with like how to communicate with others and be a part of the team and like step back but also step forward sometimes you know Yeah, I think it just builds confidence over time, character, all of the good things. Even if in the moment, maybe you didn't love the job, usually you can somewhat take something away. 
Um, at least yeah. I have for all my jobs. Like I don't regret any jobs that I've had. Even AMC when I cleaned up puke, I was like, you know, I still got a lot out of that job in some ways. <laughs> yeah, no, even like I had this retail experience that I really didn't enjoy, but like I learned a lot from it. And now it's kind of mm-hmm. a funny story. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So in the meantime. Um, you know, we've talked about like barista jobs we've had, service jobs we've had. Maybe next time you're at a coffee shop or at a restaurant, maybe give an extra big tip or just be a little extra friendly because I feel like especially in COVID times, um, you know, there's so much going on and it's a lot more stressful to be in that essential worker category. So maybe just pay it forward a little bit. Yeah, I love that. I mean, being a barista during some of the the pandemic, I think that it really did make my day when people would say, how's it going? Or if they would respond to me when I said, how are you? Because sometimes people Mm. will just kind of say good and then like go to their phone. And that's fine, especially if you're not in the mood to talk. But it is nice to have that extra like chat with somebody, especially when you might be feeling more lonely during this time. But luckily, the weather's getting nice. Things are opening up a little bit because there's more opportunities to be distanced and outside. So um, hopefully less of that loneliness will be present in the coming months. Yeah, and the vaccines are coming. Yeah. Um, So we're on the rise to better days. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Um, And so if you want to continue staying connected with us, you can always follow us on social media. Mocha's in the meantime podcast. We're on both Instagram and Facebook. We have a website, Mm -hmm. mochasinthemeantime.com where you can message us with inquiries to blog or just provide ideas, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, and we always are excited to hear from people. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And yeah. Thanks for listening. And without further ado, peace. peace. <laughs> <laughs>